You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, Tyler Bass, four field goals. Did miss the extra point, though, so they would have had 33 there. 32. Sam Martin, two poor punts to start the game, and then a really nice one later in the game. Reed Ferguson, even a little high on the snap on one of those. So once again, if there's something to clean up, might be a little bit of special teams. Although I will say, special teams, what a great, we didn't, Reggie Gilliam to start yeah, the game. No oh my gosh, right? I mean, that's a great hit. But just a couple things here and there on special teams, they still have to clean up. For sure. I should have talked about this in the last segment. Go ahead. Another no show from Von Miller. Yes, on the stat sheet, that is right. Um, and it it seems like, and I, I watch him, it seems like he's still getting off the, he's gotten off the ball okay. He's a couple times they did double team him, but you know, yeah, it just seems like he's getting close, but not getting it there. And I don't know what to think of it. It's just never going to happen this year or what? It makes you wonder, like, are they at the point where it's, he's hurting them? It's a weird conversation to have to have about a guy who is legitimately a first ballot hall of famer and who was so good for them last year. But if you have him on the field, that means you do not have Greg Rousseau or AJ Epinesa on the field most of the time. And those guys have played really good football. Like, A.J. Epinesa has made game-changing plays for them this year. So has Greg Rousseau. Now, Greg Rousseau is banged up. Leonard Floyd has been far and away their best, best pass rusher all season. I think, was he got like nine and a half sacks right now? It is unbelievable that that guy was available when they did sign him. But makes you wonder, in these like crucial moments, will Von Miller be on the field? Because I don't know if he will. Like, I don't know. At that point, you're you're projecting. Like, there's no proof that he can do it right now. I think eventually he will be able to, but let's say you go to Philly next week and you have a lead and you need to get you need to stop the Eagles. Like, it's the Broncos game or something. I think if you need a play, you're not putting Vaughn on the field. I don't know. I think they still do. And I hear you. I, you're right. It's projecting. Mm-hmm. It's thinking he's Vaughn Miller. Mm-hmm. That's what it is, but I think that's he's Vaughn Miller, and I think you do. I think that your best... I might even say Epinesa. I might even say that it's Leonard Floyd and Epinesa. Greg Rousseau, I think I would have definitely said, but the foot injury does seem to be lingering with him a little bit. That that doesn't mean he's not effective. He has played pretty well, but man, it just makes you think too. Like Ed Oliver has been so good this year. He has. Leonard Floyd has been so good this year. And Daquan Jones was playing at such an elite level. We did, I mean, 
there's a chance he plays again this year. Not a great chance, and it's not like it's going to happen right away, but there is a chance that he could play. So something to keep in mind for down the road, and also the Broncos moving the ball. They are. The Broncos, as we talk here, are down 17-12, but they have the ball at the Vikings' eight-yard line. So you'll know what happens by the time we finish this up. But it is important in the AFC. The Broncos can't catch the Bills. They could go to 5-5 five and five if they win. They, of course, beat the Bills last week. But let's look around the AFC. Browns beat the Steelers 13-10. to 10. Mm-hmm. Texans beat the Cardinals 21-16. If the Texans had lost that game, the Cardinals had a chance late. The Bills would actually be in the seventh seed right now. But because of that, the Bills are actually in the eighth seed. One, a half game, a half game behind the Texans and the Steelers. This is, it's doable. I think the thing that you keep coming back to, though, is, man, that schedule, as you brought up. It really is the schedule because... I think, you know, you look at the teams in front and go, yeah, the Bills can catch the Steelers. Yeah, Houston, I know that they have C.J. Stroud. He's playing that, 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 at that level. Cleveland Browns without, Desha- without Deshaun Watson, but it's the schedule that really gets you. Four and two. That's got to be the baseline. You've you got to go four and two, and if you do that, you've got a really good chance of making the playoffs. If you go three and three, you would need some crazy help in front of you, and you would need those teams to lose. And I think at this point, you're kind of just competing with, let's see, the Texans and the Steelers. I think the Browns are too far ahead at 7-3, and three, even though they're without their starting quarterback. Them getting a win today, if you look at the remainder of their schedule, I think they've got a pretty manageable set of opponents here. And I'm going to say something that might be blasphemous to people who are listening to this podcast. It might be beneficial for the Dolphins to just go on a heater. I disagree. I just think that if you have, if you, I'm not saying like you would obviously want them to lose every game if you're a Bills. You only need them to lose one game, and the Bill more one game more than the Bills, and you're playing for the division at the end of the year. Yeah, but do you know who they have coming up? I do. They have three tough games at the end of the year. They do, but they also go Jets, Commanders, Titans, Jets as their next four. I get it. Losing any of those. I don't know. Hey, late. They beat the Raiders by seven today. I know. At home. And they had a chance. It's a weird league. I understand that. The Raiders had a chance at the end of that game. And honestly, Houston should have lost to Arizona. C.J. Stroud had three interceptions today. That is a mark of a good team, that you can have a quarterback who has three interceptions and you can still win a game. I feel like, legitimately, this is not a knock on Houston. I feel like Houston has very 2019 Bills vibes, where it's, okay, they're good, but maybe it's a year too early for them to be like really good. Now, obviously, that Bills team made the playoffs, and they went into the playoffs as a five seed, but Houston has the Jags next week. That is not a cakewalk. They have the Broncos the week after that, who, as Bills, the Bills learned last week, also not a cakewalk. And then after that, like, it's pretty manageable. You got the Titans twice in a row. Like, All right, so here's my other counterargument against by the Dolphins. Even if you said, well, yeah, maybe you should root the Dolphins and just run and hide. Why? There's nobody on their schedule left that really would benefit them mm-hmm. beating. You, you don't want oh, – they, oh, you know what? Maybe you should want them to beat the Jets. Who cares? The Jets aren't going to do anything. Yeah. They're playing the Commanders. They're playing the Titans. What I'm saying it, I, I know, so what would be the benefit anyway of Miami winning? And if you, if you said, let's just take, let Miami win, what's the benefit? A win at the end of the season. In week seven, oh, for them to not have it matter to them. That's what I'm saying. Okay, if they have the division clinched now. The Bills were in a similar situation, coincidentally, against the Dolphins several years ago, and Josh played the first half. But knowing Tua's injury history, if they have clinched a playoff spot, week seventeen, you were probably getting Skylar Thompson, and you were probably getting a ton of those guys defensively who were sitting. And that means, like, if it's a win and in situation for the Bills, I understand now. I think you would feel pretty good about beating the Dolphins' backups. You, you still have a chance at the division. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, 
four and two right. feels like the best case scenario for the Bills. And if one of those four games can come, think about four and two as you have to win one of your really hard games, and then you have to beat the Chargers, you have to beat the Patriots, you have to beat a Dolphins backup, and then one other game. Okay. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I, I totally understand. I'm, I mean, yeah, no, you, you make really good points. I do want to ask, though, who do the Miami Dolphins face at quarterback when they play the New York Jets on Black Friday? Is it Zach Wilson, or do they go with Tim Boyle after what we saw it here? It's Zach Wilson. I think. It's I think they go back to him because Boyle didn't show that he could really move the ball anyway, right? No, he stunk. I mean, they both. You could see though, couldn't you see the Dolphins struggling against that Jets defense? I know the Bills just put thirty-two, but that's a really good defense. No, I don't. they struggled against the Raiders today. Sure, but I, I don't know. I just I think the Jets are really bad. I don't think the defense is. No, their defense isn't bad at all. Tim Boyle was 7-14 for 33 yards. The offensive line is horrible, though. Yeah, and then they lost Becton in this game, too. So, one more win. It's a revisionist thing. You can't do that. But if the Bills were 7-4 and four instead of 6-5, and five, you would feel so much differently about the outlook on this entire season. You would say, okay, they're about to enter their toughest stretch. you got to win three games. It's like if you win four, you should be, you're almost guaranteed in. But now it's like, okay, for the Bills – 10 and 7 needs to be the baseline. And even at 10 and 7, you're only talking about like a 65% chance. I'm just saying, if the Dolphins lock things up, three of those wins could be against the Chargers, who you should beat, the Patriots, who you should beat, and the Dolphins' backups, who you should beat. Do I think that they will beat the Eagles? Probably not, but they could. Do I think that they could beat the Chiefs? Probably not, but they could. Do I think that they'll beat the Cowboys? Probably not, but they could. And when I say that, I mean, if you win one of those games and you win the other ones, then you should be in. Now, the mm-hmm. AFC ones are the most important ones. It's fa- So if you're listening to this podcast on Monday, the Chiefs and the Eagles play each other. Which, by the way, is a nice schedule catch for the Bills. Yeah. That the Eagles are on the road in Kansas City on a Monday night. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're going to have a very, very short week considering traveling back late Monday night. You know, I mean, that's a that's a... A little bit of a win for the Bills there. Do you know the line? I do not. I haven't seen it. I will guess. Philadelphia favored by two two and a half. You're talking about for the Bills game or for the Chiefs game? I'm talking about Bills Philly next week. Okay. You're close. I'm saying Eagles favored by two and a half. They're favored by three and a half. Okay. Which is way lower than I thought. Like, I would have thought six and a half, probably. The Bills metrics are still good. Like, even on offense, they just, but they just haven't been scoring until today. Vegas is begging people to bet Philly. 
with that line, you were begging the public to bet Philly, and that's really interesting to me. Really interesting to me. By the way, I just want to go back to the Dolphins. They've cracked 20 points once in the last four games. I'm just saying, that Dolphins offense has been kind of caught up to a little bit mm-hmm. over the last little while here. So yeah. I, I just don't think that they're this juggernaut that they were earlier in the year, and I still think this division's in play. But, of course, the schedule points you bring up are all very right about the Bills, and we'll see. But you know what, Matt? How about we enjoy this one? Bills fans should enjoy this one. It's a nice win. You get back on track. And now you have a whole week, a whole week of Joe Brady doing what he needs to do to get this offense ready instead of all the turmoil he had last week and coming in on a Tuesday morning. I think it was a week or two too late. I think that everything looks good offensively. This was a really, really good sign. But it makes you wonder if they would have made this move a week earlier and they would have beat the Broncos. I mean, who knows? Like, right? I, I don't know if that would have happened. I don't know if he would even be the offensive coordinator if they beat the Broncos. They might have just kept Ken Dorsey. I, I don't know. But it is interesting to wonder, like, what could this offense have been if they made this move a few weeks ago? And that's not to say that it's all on Ken Dorsey. It's not. But it's hard to watch them go score 32 points against the best defense in the NFL and say, oh, maybe they're better than we thought. Or maybe they're as good as we thought they could be. So, I, I don't know. I just think that there's so many different ways that you can take the conversation. I watched this entire game because I actually watched a lot of college football this weekend. And the wide receiver class is loaded. And I sat there and I was just like, this team needs another guy. This team, like, legit. Oh, 100%. Is Khalil Shakir now their number two wide receiver? Because he might be. I mean, he might be. Dalton Kincaid is the number two pass catcher. Yes. But receive might be the number two receiver. And James Cook might be the number three pass catcher <laughs> after that. All right, well, um, we're going to head out. Thank you for listening, downloading, subscribing, iTunes, Spotify, Odyssey app, and, of course, the South Sports YouTube page. Before I do, I found out something after the game. Matt is going to do something I've never done, and it's his first time doing. He's going to cook a turkey on Thanksgiving. Yeah. I've never personally done it. Now, be honest. Are you personally cooking it? Yeah. Or is your wife cooking it or together? No, I'm cooking it. Wow. Yeah, my wife is not a vegetarian, but she only really eats chicken. Like, she won't eat turkey. So she has no interest in cooking a turkey whatsoever. So we are hosting this year. Bad year. We want to host. Kind of, you know, do all that stuff. So try and do something different. So I've been watching YouTube videos on how to cook a turkey. I love it. Um, which is probably weird for the people who are coming over to our house. They're like, you're going to cook us something that you've never cooked before, which is true. Um, I will say... Everybody else is bringing all the sides. And I think the sides are more important anyway than the actual turkey. And I think my mom is making a backup turkey breast. Ah, Yes, I love it. I love it. We've got like 20 people coming over. All right, well. Oh, man, I think I love it. You're going to crush it. Good job, buddy. Good job. That's what you're going to do. All right. For Matt, I'm also uh, all your coverage at Channel 7, right, on this one? Yeah, for sure. All of our coverage at Channel 7, coincidentally, you don't have the video up right now. But we've actually got um, opposing merch on right now you i know, know and i felt i felt bad wearing it because i go on channel four for yeah, a pregame and stuff yeah. hey i gotta ask you real quick speaking of that did you see the fight in the tunnel after the game i did not see it no, there was a fight in the tunnel after the game Shaq was involved i'm sorry not Shaq. um deon dawkins was involved but i got deon dawkins at his locker like a lot of people did and he said basically i don't like the jets and they're very disrespectful players and it was crazy yeah deon dawkins i'm trying to find the quote from deon dawkins um but yeah it was uh it was pretty serious stuff Things got definitely heated. I'm a humble guy. I'm not a fan of the Jets. Very disrespectful players. There was more than that to it. Uh, that was the quick version. Oh, someone's got a video here. All right, we're watching it right now live. A couple guys going after each other. Deion Dawkins yelling. Uh, there's somebody else yelling at each other. Deion's going to turn around here. We're doing a little play-by-play of this video. I don't even want to um, 
I don't want to uh, put the videos. There might be some swearing going on. All right. And then here you go. And then, yeah, they went at it. They really went at it in the tunnel. Crazy. Clemens of the Jets. Deion Dawkins. More guys coming in. So, all right. Well, check it out. We're going to talk more about it. It's the first time I've seen it. So, it looks like Dawkins and Clemens are screaming at each other. And Jordan Phillips is doing some sort of combination of diffusing and also egging them all on, which makes sense. Dion's a pretty chill dude, so for Dion to be like this is pretty. I don't want to say out of character because like he's <laughs> right. a competitor and he's a football player and he's a really good one. But yeah, that that was surprising. I saw the video of it. You know what's funny is I did not know Russell Douglas had a second interception because the way it works for us is you know we're up in the press box, yeah. but for the end of the game we have to go down on the field, especially if it's not like this game was decided. I did not need to sit and watch the final two minutes of the game. So I did not know that he had another interception. I just thought he had an interception and a fumble recovery. And then I asked Micah and Jordan a question about, you know, all the turnovers they forced. And they were like, did Russell finish with two? And I was like, I thought he had one. And somebody else was like, oh no, he had two. I was like, when did I miss that? But apparently he had an interception he did. Right they, at the end of the game. Near the end of the game. And he ran into somebody's another friendly fire incident. And we thought he was down mm-hmm. for a minute. He got up. And the official initially said incomplete, but it was clearly a catch. And then they just gave it to him because it was clearly a catch and interception. But he did. He had two interceptions and the fumble recovery. All right. Matt Bove, WKBW TV Channel 7, Sal Capaccio, WGR Sports Radio 550. I'll be on on Monday morning, of course, throughout the day on a Buffalo Football Monday on WGR. Thanks for listening, Matt. Uh, we'll talk before for Thanksgiving. But uh, in the meantime, have a great Thanksgiving. Hope everybody else has a great Thanksgiving. We will talk to you before then. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Thank you for listening. We are thankful for everybody who watches listens, all that kind of stuff. So hope you have a great holiday with you and your family, and we will talk to you guys soon.